Well, friends, we've made it to the other side of the election, at least. So now we enter here in the U.S., we enter a period of transition for our president. But we're also all in a transition of seasons because fall is a transitional season from fullness of summer to the quiet of winter. This is considered a transition. And we're entering a transition of years. So we're really closing in on the end of a very big year. And we'll be entering a year of we don't know what yet. So in these times of transition, it is important to remember that there are ways to not just survive, but thrive. Because they're very challenging times. And so I've distilled what I think are the helpful pieces to get you through this time into three R's of surviving and thriving in transition. Routine, remember, and realistic. Welcome to Ready, Get Centered, Go. I'm Jess Goulding. So when we're in transition, we are on shaky ground. It can really feel like that in your mind, certainly feels like that in your nervous system. You know, like in your yoga practice, when you go from two feet up to a balancing pose, whether it's tree pose or warrior three, where you're extended and balancing, that whole transition has a sense of waiting, of not yet arrived, but you aren't where you were. So we know that transitions are challenging, but what happens is we forget I can speak for myself here and many that I've worked with from time to time. We forget how to fully support ourselves so that the ground beneath us feels solid. Okay, so transition is really a chakra one situation because chakra one is earth and stability, safety and security. And when those things feel like they're on hiatus, well, then we become ungrounded. So the first thing I want to remind you in times of transition is to stick to your routine. Uh, I know this is not easy. That's the hardest time. That's why we practice routine in the easy times so that when it becomes difficult in transitional times, it's a little bit more habitual. Now you can start new things in transition. So don't worry if it's not established for you already, but stay in your routine for sleeping, for going to bed and getting up in Ayurveda. They would tell you that the sleep train leaves at around 9.30 p.m. So, you know, or you could push it probably to 10. But much past 10 o'clock, you may have noticed that there becomes a surge of energy, right? That there's a shift in the Ayurvedic clock that makes you think, oh, this is a great time to get my laundry done. This is a great time to go ahead and mop the floor. You know, you can be sleepy at 9.30 and wide awake at 10.15. So if you're having trouble going to bed, consider going to bed earlier, of course, if you're having trouble falling asleep, consider waking up earlier. Get up early, be groggy, that's okay. Just try to make it through the day because then when it does come time for bedtime, you'll be much more ready. Okay, so in times of transition, pay attention to your routine with your sleep and your eating. And so you want to be eating at regular intervals or at least just eat to the call of hunger. Many of us, when there's transition and we're unsure, we begin to nibble, right? Cravings increase. And then we, the more we nibble, then your blood sugar rises, and then the blood sugar is asking for more food. We get into this cycle of, of just kind of constant. So it's good to just eat a meal and be done with it, and then eat a meal and be done with it. Even if you like to eat smaller meals, give your body the experience of I'm beginning to eat and I'm ending eating, and then that's it. 
just give it a try. I'm going to give you lots of ideas. I'm going to encourage you to not try to do all of them at once. Just pick your favorite. Pick the one that sounds easiest and then go from there. Right? So sleep and then eat and then give yourself exercise every day. This helps keep, to keep away the blues. It helps keep your immune system bolstered. It helps keep your mind active. It really is one of the key components to feeling better in your everyday life. And here's the good news. It doesn't have to be major, right? A 20-minute yoga practice, a walk, going for a quick bike ride. Up to, you know, you can do an hour walk, especially if the weather's nice where you are. Um, you can put it throughout your day as well. So if you like to finish a task and then do your 10 push-ups, this is fine. This is fine, but just keep your exercise moving throughout the day. Keep your body moving, and that's going to feel better in times of transition. Basically, the idea of routine is I want you to put your health first. Put your health first in transition. So that means you might have to relinquish control of some other things, let go of some things. That's okay. Put your health first in transition. Sleep, eat, and exercise. So that's R, routine. Now the next R is remember. There's some things I want you to remember. Remember what brings you joy. Remember there is some small pleasure that you have that really helps you feel better. You know, if you just stop for a moment and go ahead and play with your cat. If you walk down the sidewalk and pause and take in the nature that's around you or watch two people chatting or kids playing, whatever brings you a sense of joy, maybe writing letters, I don't know, but I want you to remember that right now. Don't let that slip away in times of transition. Really decide to remember, ah, oh, what brings you joy. So you can reconnect every day. You can make it an intention each day to do something that taps into your joy. It doesn't have to be major. Another thing to remember is that you've had tra past transitions and you survived, right? If you're listening to this right now, I guarantee it that you have not had this smooth ride from birth to right now. No, you have had other transitions. You made it through those and you will make it through this one as well. There seems to be, there is a lot going on right now, but you have everything you need to go through this, not only in your own experience, but all of us have the ancestral memory that we've done this before. We've been through pandemics as a humanity. So you know how to do this. You've done it. Let that bring you courage. Another thing I want you to remember is that transitions are times of growth. Think back to any time you really learned something or something that really changed you. Likely it wasn't super fun. There was likely a transition going on there. Maybe it was a quick transition, a sudden loss. or Maybe it was over time dealing with an illness or an injury. But you came out on the other side of that changed. Now, they don't call it growing pains for nothing, right? We are all experiencing growing pains. What we're going through right now in a pandemic is crushing us. But it's crushing us into something that's going to be new. Next thing I want you to remember is to practice compassion. Deep compassion to yourself in however you're handling life and deep compassion for every neighbor and family person around you and how they're handling life because we've never been here before. We've done transitions, but none like this. So bathe your own mind about yourself 
and others with compassion. This brings me to the third R, realistic. We need to be realistic about what we can do right now. I have a couple friends that I talk to frequently about lowering the bar. If you tend to place the bar high and have high expectations of yourself, maybe it's in achievements or the way you're supposed to feel or uh, show up in the world, I commend that. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. But every day it's okay to lower the bar to be realistic. This is not necessarily the time that things are going to go gangbusters. This is a hushed time. So take that compassion and allow yourself to lower the bar right to where you feel a sense of ease. You know, in yoga, especially in therapeutic yoga, the main lesson is sukha and shthira. Sukha is ease. Shthira is steadiness. These are the two aspects of ourselves we're checking in with constantly so that you know, are you overdoing it, right? Are you going beyond what is realistic? If you find yourself holding your breath or tight in your face or painful muscle tension, likely you have too much effort happening. That's when you bathe in compassion, lower the bar to where it's realistic, and you'll know because you'll feel it in your body. Now your mind might say, oh, this is not enough. This is a voice that you can ignore. You can turn that voice off. You can turn it back on later when it's time to go gangbusters. But really, right now, just lower the bar right to where you feel like you can breathe. Another way to be realistic is to ask yourself if this thing that you want to do or to be is possible or necessary right now. Is it necessary right now? The answer might be yes, but if you sit with it, it's quite possible that everything you're doing and being right now is enough. I'm going to take that further and say, Everything you're doing and being right now is enough. So that all the things that you want to add or experience, you get to question, do I need to do it right now? I would encourage you to make a list of those things, something you want to do or something you want to be. Make a list of those things so that you don't forget because there will be a time. If it's right, there will be a time. But always ask yourself, is now that right timing? And then be with it. Take it to your mat. Set it as a question and intention before your meditation practice. And let your true wisdom come through. You can put things on the shelf and pick them up later. You don't have to hold it all at once. In being realistic, consider that we might not know yet what's going to be important on the other side of this. So we have all of our ideas of what's important. And I'm talking a lot to parents right now, but this is applicable to everybody. We don't know what's going to be important on the other side of this. I have faith that when we get to the other side, what we're learning now will serve us greatly. But if you have goals for your kids or goals for yourself, as to what this is going to look like on the other side, let's consider that we don't know what that is yet. And so these goals might come up in your mind and they, they, they might be great. I'm not even saying don't do them, but be realistic and know that the entire world 
is going through this. This is not just you in a lonely experience of pandemic and nobody else's. An entire generation, every entire generation is going through this. So on the other side of this, there will be a deep connection, a knowing of, oh, we did that. We've watched it. We've watched other countries go through this. We've watched our own cities respond. This is a global thing and we don't know yet what's going to be important on the other side. So part of being realistic is being present, being fully present. Get real with what is. Now, I know that is easier said than done. So I'm going to give you a few clues, a few techniques on how to stay present. When we're not present, our mind pulls us out of our environment. Our eyes are the things that tells us right where we are. So if our eyes are darting around or if they're in a screen, we're not actually in the space around us. So to be present, just pause for a moment and look around your room. If you're outside, look around, but actually see. How often do you look through things? I'm guilty of this all the time. I look through things because I'm actually kind of more in my head. But if I stop and I look at something, I let my eyes linger for a few seconds, well, then you might experience what I do, which is I'm more in my body and I'm more present rather than letting it zip across. So one of the many challenges of living in the computer age is that our eyes get very quick to being, to going quickly left to right, left to right, left to right, left to right, as we're scrolling. So they go up and down, up and down, up and down. This movement of the eyes is quite agitating to this system. Okay. It gets us more into the ethers rather than the earth, rather than the earth, the grounded sensation of chakra one, right? Everything computers, everything that we do with looking around in digital life keeps our eyes moving. It's a more of an ether energy, which is lifted up, which is ungrounded. So it's, it's no wonder that the more we engage with zoom, the more we're online zipping around through our profiles and, and our feeds that we become less and less embodied, less and less in the space that we're trying to be in. So it's a great practice. Just catch yourself and then look around your room, let your eyes pause one place and then another. Let them rest on something pretty. Maybe you have pictures in the room that you love and you hung them there because you like them, but when's the last time you actually looked at it? Maybe that's part of remembering your joy, right? Look around your room to be present. Physically, you can lean back, right? So your eyes go to fall in one place and then lean back. Literally let your body move into the space behind you. If you're seated in a chair, be held, be, feel your back body on the chair, right? Or if you're standing, then just lean back a little bit. You'll notice that your core engages just naturally to keep you from falling over. When the core engages, your back body can rest. We have so much tension up the back line of our bodies from the soles of your feet, right over hips, spine, all along your back, neck, over your crown to your, to your eyebrows, there's fascia is connected all the way through. And when you lean back a little bit, you let the muscles and the connective tissue release. And there's a deeper sense of presence in the leaning back than the leaning forward, which is just more future oriented, right? Every screen, everything pulls you forward, lean back, look around your room and be present. 
And then I'm going to offer you a mantra. It's my favorite for finding presence. And it's connected to the breath. So we can try that here. Pause. Lean back. Look around your space. Let your eyes settle in one place that's not moving. So you're creating a drishti. One spot where you can focus your eyes. Be there. Then turn to your breath. Turn to your breath means feel your breath in your body. You can feel it at the end of your nose. And you can bring your attention deeper into heart center and ribs. Feel your breath, fill your body. Right, so there's an inner body softness that spreads throughout your whole system. Inhale with softness. This is, you can keep your eyes open for this or close them if you prefer. So the first part of the mantra is, I feel my breath fill my body. And then actually do that. And the exhale, think, I am present to my life. And you can keep the eyes closed or find a gaze on, let rest your gaze on one place. I am present to my life. It can be a practice too to just gaze at your hands. They're very present. As you inhale, I feel my breath fill my body. As you exhale, I am present to my life. If you practice this mantra enough, it will arrive spontaneously as needed. I know that because I've been doing this practice for a while and when I catch myself short of breath, leaning forward with a pushing, pressing energy, I can finally notice it and now I lean back and feel my breath fill my body. I'm present to my life and see when I remember that I'm present to my life, then I'm in my environment. And in this environment, I can feel grounded and present. I feel my breath fill my body. I'm present to my life. So just a quick review. The three R's of surviving and thriving in transition routine of sleep, eat, and exercise. Routine that puts your health first. Remember, remember what brings you joy. Spend time in your memory. Remember that you have survived past transitions and remember they helped you grow. Remember that this pandemic is still happening and bathe yourself in compassion. Remember self-compassion and compassion for all and be realistic. 
lower the bar wherever needed to where you feel a sense of ease and presence in your life that is not pushing, but is reflective of steadiness and ease. So I hope you find these three R's of surviving and thriving in transition to be helpful. Routine, remember, realistic. I hope you find this helpful. If you want to be reminded of what these are, then check back next week. This will all be up on my blog at jessgoulding.com forward slash blog. So I'll put it out in more of a formal blog, which also goes out in my weekly newsletter. So please feel free to reach out at any time through social media channels. I'm Jess G. Yoga on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm also running a little raffle. So if you take the time, I would appreciate it for you to rate and review this podcast. And at the end of next week, I will draw one name from the reviews that are written. And this person will receive one custom yoga therapy practice. So be sure and tune in next week when I say who won. And this person tuning in will get in contact with me and you will get a custom yoga therapy practice designed just for you, whether you have some pain in your feet or chronic headaches, maybe you just like a little bit more of personal attention for your yoga practice. Even if that doesn't interest you, I would be forever grateful for any review that you could take the time to write. So I hope these are useful to you and I will see you next time, same time and place. I'm Jess Goulding, keeping you centered. Mm-hmm.